it's, it shouldn't be surprising to business owners that you have to evolve each year. The market is not the same every year. Customers are not the same every year. So your workforce is not the same every year. So we have to evolve and adapt if we want to be competitive. You have entered the DLJO podcast. Cast, cast, cast. How do you feel working with younger generations, especially in the skilled trades? You guys are just standing there, get in there. We got garage doors to go up. We need walls up in there. We got no sheetrock. Uh, definitely been there, done that. This is a clip from the Diojo podcast, episode 112, where we talked about creating a competitive business advantage for your company in 2024. Within that episode, we have old contractor versus new contractor. That's the clip that you saw with the contractor or heard the contractor yelling. That's from a YouTube channel called You Betcha. They have some really funny stuff. Using Xactimate for insurance claims. That's a recap from a conversation from episode 111. Xactimate can be a common language. This guy is just an Xactimate apologist. Understanding Millennials with Tony Canis. We talk about their book, uh, Insuring Tomorrow, which is really good for business owners, managers, and anybody in a supervisory role. You've got to show them a path, path, path to success. Yeah. Improving the hiring process. Some of my thoughts on updating the way we approach job descriptions. Creating a pathway to success, which are again comments from a conversation I had with Tony Canis from the insurance nerds. And then preparing to thrive, which weaves in these concepts but also is uh, a promotion for my latest book p2t preparing to thrive now available on amazon this book is designed to be a resource that employers and anyone encouraging young professionals can hand them uh, to help them get a leg up in the interview process and starting their career off on the right foot p2t the new book by john isaacson i think it'll be a lot of win-wins for employers and employees so we put the question back to you in the Diojo audience. Where have some of your best hires come from? Some people hire from you know the franchise system thinking, well, if I'm in this franchise system and they're in this franchise system, they could plug and play. That would work a lot better for me. Or a lot of people, I call it incestuous. If there's um, somebody that's worked somewhere else, we just trust that they have some experience and that's gonna set us on the right foot. I've shared many times before my personal preference is I'd rather train new habits than retrain old habits. I've done that at the technician level, uh, superintendent level, project manager level, and even at the estimator level. Um, that's what has worked best for us. Are you str struggling to find ways to engage with young professionals in the workforce? P2T, the new book by John Isaacson. Largest generation in the workforce for the next few decades. Create a competitive advantage for your business. You've got to learn to, to, to deal with us. 2T, preparing to thrive in the modern workplace. With the younger generation, it's way different. different. My new book will help you better engage young professionals and help you articulate a pathway to success. You've got to show them a path, path, path to success. Yeah. That is a win-win for employers and employees. P2T, provide new hires with a path to success communicate value and that there's opportunity then they might stick around 
best hires, one that's no longer in the industry came from the sawmills. Um, so the benefit there, <laughs> that's a tough work environment. So someone can say, even coming into our industry and say, all right, yeah, we can, we can handle this. Cup of coffee in the big time had another employee that came from uh, was working at McDonald's um, and sat him down and said hey this is this is what we're gonna be doing is that something that's up your alley and um, it helped that they had a friend on the crew um, which recruited them and then they ended up staying in that friend uh, didn't work with us um, a whole lot longer after they started um, but they chose to stay they really enjoyed it uh, another one uh, from a donut shop I can remember when this person came to work we were thinking oof don't know if they're gonna be able to um, to handle it, uh, but came back just kind of covered in soot, you know, and dirt, and and are thinking like, uh, it was probably gonna be the person say like, yeah, you know, yeah, see you tomorrow, and you'll never see them again, um, and and they're like. Do we get to do that every day? Because I want to make bank, bro. <laughs> uh, and then uh, to show too that it doesn't always translate that if someone is a friend of a friend that they'll make good refer references or that their friends will be of the same caliber. Um, you know, some of their friends came in and would work part time. I remember one. Um, <clears throat> they had been working kind of part-time and considering maybe coming on staff they said wow do you guys do this every week and we're like man this is uh this is kind of a slow week um and uh you know yeah normally we're pushing 40 plus hours and like, oh wow <laughs> you have to leave we drove around all day and there's not a single job in this town there's nothing not a zip yeah unless you want to work 40 hours a week on the flip side, have you ever worked with a lazy boomer? Uh, didn't want to pull their weight or felt like they had put their time in? So we put the question back to you in the Diojo audience. Where have some of your best hires come from? I had a project re manager recently that we hired with no construction experience, no prior project management direct experience. Um, I talk a lot about in the new book, P2T, The New Book by John Isaacson, as well as in um, the project management book about relevant experience. We have this tendency to think, man, if someone has construction experience, they'll be a great project manager. Well, the reality is the majority of project management in our industry and most construction industries is a lot of customer interaction and interacting with subcontractors and tradespeople and carpenters and employees. My, my mindset changed. And so the people management kind of gets overlooked. Uh, it is good to have, you know, obviously we can't be doing things the wrong way, but where someone maybe has spent their whole life developing their, their technical skills, maybe they haven't quite developed their personal interpersonal skills. And so that needs to be accounted for when someone's being transitioned in that role. And then if someone can come in with a customer service role, they have to have the ability to not get taken advantage of or do things the wrong way or not be able to QC a project. So we hired somebody with um, no prior experience and they're doing really well. Actually got complimented by one of our tougher subs, you know, um, for being on top of their stuff, you know, having good scopes, good communication, good communication with the customer. I don't work well under that kind of leadership. Personally for me, you know, hey, this is the challenge. I think we should be as honest as possible. Honest conversation. What the industry needs is conversations like this. Thursdays are four. The Ojo Podcast. What are you, stupid? My, my mindset change. Helping contractors shorten their dang, dang, dang learning curve. Once you get to the point where you're not willing to listen or not willing to learn, we pound sand. The Ojo Podcast. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard.
<laughs> complete hogwash.